hold on to your butts. This is Kelsey Loisel, and this is the Real Pill Podcast. <laughs> Did not expect that one. <laughs> I also write for your entertainment corner. And with me today is my co-host. Uh, managing writer and... Managing writer? What the God? I thought I had it! Managing editor and writer is cringy dot... I, why? Why do I keep fucking it up now? <laughs> it's a sign. It's, I, I need to stop drinking. <laughs> or at least call it. <laughs> You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal, two E's in real. You can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com if you could please review us on iTunes. So then we'll get noticed. Get the notice, get the notice, get the notice. Yeah. Our segments for this week our recent review of Jurassic World Dominion, Variety Time, Tammy, the T Rex, and Alada. What the fucks? <laughs> Geriatric Cinematic, Jurassic Park, came out in 1993. Did it now? Did. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I was five. Wow. Mark, what's the terpic? Leave the Jurassic Age where it belongs. In 1993 with Jurassic Park. No. Hmm. The funny thing is they keep calling it Jurassic, mm-hmm. but most of the time they keep bringing up the fucking Cretaceous period. Oh, yeah, I know. That's, that was one of the biggest uh, issues when the movie came out. With the fact that it's the crypt. Oh, actually, I actually know why they didn't call it like crypt. What's it, how you say Croatius? Cretaceous. Uh, Cretaceous Park. Cretaceous. Cretaceous Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why is because Michael Crichton, the author of the novel, which the movie's based off, thought it sounded too similar to his name. No, just thought Jurassic Park sounded better. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it does. It does. It does. Can, can you imagine and a I franchise? I think most people can't say Cretaceous. Yeah, this person here, for example. Like, can you imagine it if they're like, oh, yeah, here's the sequel to Cretaceous Park. That doesn't even, that doesn't even sound appealing. <laughs> no matter how you say it, correctly or incorrectly. Cretaceous. I Cretaceous. Cretaceous Park. You have to say it very white and clear. Welcome to Cretaceous Park. Yeah. <laughs> also, I really feel like that theme music sounds mm. like a graduation song. It does. It does. It's because it, it's a sweeping song. It's very. It's, it's John Williams' iconic score for Jurassic Park. Um, but if you listen to enough uh, John Williams stuff, you hear the similarities with his type of music like him or like Hans Zimmer for example did he did he also make the graduation song <laughs> the graduation song probably uh. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it <laughs> now I want to look it up <laughs> um you know what I I had a had a, a, a revelation today yeah yeah uh at my regular nine to five um I was working on an article on color theory explaining what color theory is within the realm of cinema. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you think of green, what do you think of? Uh, grass or money or nature, good luck, you know, what do you envy, th- maybe. Envy, exactly. When you think of uh, purple, what do you think of? Royalty. Mm-hmm. 
uh, sometimes it's like an overbearing color, so mm-hmm. it could be kind of like doom. Yeah, it could be also mysterious. It mm-hmm. could be a sign of power. What do you think of uh, when you think of red? Uh, anger. Anger. Uh, violence. Love. Blood. You know, stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? So color theory is pretty much, you know, that, you know, and within the context of cinema, uh, color theory is used to explain a character's actions, motivations, feelings without like explicitly saying it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I know Kelsey was watching uh, a video on Wes Anderson's uh, use of color theory and how he like will mute the colors in a certain scene or make them vibrant in another scene. Anyway, um, so my article is like, what's color theory and everything? And uh, this is nothing new, but like since the website's being like rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to kind of catch up with everyone else is doing, and then we have to kind of have our own opinion. Have this at the hub of like, oh, what is color theory? Look up the website. Oh, okay, this is a website has what's color theory. Okay, cool. And they just go, person goes over it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing this. I was doing all this research, right? And I started. And in, in, in my article, I'm using examples as well. You know, I like I use Wes Anderson's um, the the uh, Royal Tenenbaums mm-hmm. and how. That and Moonrise Kingdom, how there's like a like a yellow tint mm-hmm. to the way how he films it, and that's because he wants to make it look like uh, idyllic, like very old fashioned, like oh, like you're watching an old footage because it's mm-hmm. like set in like seventies, eighties, or something like yeah. that. Um, I even use the purple in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where Star Lord gets his hand on the Power Stone, and like everything turns purple and purple is like a, a resemblance of like power and might and stuff like that. You know, just kind of doing all these examples and explaining it and getting detail with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I like get to a certain point where I get to like Guillermo del Toro and his use of white in crimson peak. And now white is seen as like a level of like sterile purity, marriage, uh, um, I can't remember. Oh, coldness. Um, but in Eastern cultures is also as a sign of death. Mm. Um, and I was getting in. I, I, then I realized I was like getting into it, right? Like, you know, the snowy backdrop of Crimson Peak, you know, amplifies like the horror of this gothic story and blah, 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 blah all this kind of stuff. And I stopped and I went, holy shit, I'm getting myself, I'm getting paid to go back to film school. <laughs> 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 and like, I, I, I used to kind of do this stuff on my own time, but like, kind of like, you know. Life got in the way mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I'm just sitting there thinking like, holy shit, like, man, this is fucking fun. <laughs> oh, my God. And sometimes you're not sure if you made the right choice. <laughs> I know, right? I know, I know. And like, like there was an article I had to write about of what the rules of third is, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and well, what was it? The other bonus is that you get to send me videos. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's why I was sending you videos. I was like, boom, like, check this out. Because this, this, look at this cool video. Look at this cool video. And, and I'm glad like because, like, honestly... It kind of, sometimes that stuff kind of kickstarts like my creative mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, and I realize I don't. I like um, David Fincher. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like his style of color. Mm, I think yeah. I more particularly like his writing and his directing. Yeah. But his colors are too depressing for me. And that's funny because like I like David Fincher's like cinematography and his color like whatever cinematography he used but he has like a vision but like something about it it does make it like 
cold, but like sometimes it like emphasis emphasizes on like certain colors, like in uh, Zodiac, where the Zodiac killer like is going to murder these people next to like a lake or something like that, right? And it looks weird. It looks really off putting because it's a very beautiful setting, but it's like a yellow and a brown tint on that setting. Mm. Um, and it's like two people just enjoying themselves, and then here's like this all in black dark figure just like injects itself into that scene and just like fucks up like it almost looks like a like a space like a space that just shouldn't be there Mm -hmm. it just kind of like distorts like within the shot and shit like that yeah and like david fetcher's does he does stuff like that well i think that's good too and also um what's the last one you sent me um You, you sent me four one of them was not about color uh, I don't know. It was from Fandor. It was from Fandor. Um, let me find the video real quick. Because that one, I was like, okay, but I kind of like... Dennis Villeneuve's trademarks? Yeah, there you go. That one, and I sent you one about the cinematography and spotlight as well. Yeah. Mm, but the, the, the... You know what? And I sent you that one because I know you like uh dennis villeneuve i know you like his stuff mm-hmm. and i was like oh she'll truly appreciate this this stuff i do but i think that they didn't really focus on the things that i really like about his th- his directing and mm-hmm. his like i don't know it was weird because they really skipped over like the grandness of everything and they really kind of just focused on the color or the the mood with like sound yeah yeah and, and that in that video uh specifically explained like like his his trademark right. his type his style of filmmaking but i like the fact that they were like he he brings a lot of mystery by that's how he introduces his characters mm-hmm. like they're fuzzy or they're in the dark or whatever it's yeah, not yeah, like exactly. here's a person <laughs> Yeah, because like I like that. Yeah, because like introducing a character with like mystery, you're armor, you're already like, what's this dude about? Like what? And it's and it's that's that's one of the things I love about like great directing mm-hmm. is that you you look at it and it'll just hit you subconsciously. You don't know why, but you know like you're invested in this shit. Yeah, you know there. I mean, there are people who like do like over exaggeratedness of it and stuff like that. But depending on how they do it, makes it work or makes it fail. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that I I didn't I honestly I didn't want to tell you because I I remember when I came over here you asked me how was my day and I was like oh it's fine it's fine it's because I didn't want to tell you any of that. I was like no no let's go on the pod because like holy shit it's fucking exciting <laughs> <laughs> and 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 going through that it it reminded me of two things one I really need to watch re, really need to rewatch in the mood uh in the mood for love it's a great Hong Kong film um and two I really re- miss the days where before going to bed, I would like get high and watch these videos and just be like, fuck yeah. I just like <laughs> dissect it. And then cause like I, I would take it, retain it, and then like watch it like the the watch something and then boom, it's like right there. Like I remember um we were watching uh Narcos. I think it was like season two or something like that. We we're watching Narcos Mexico, season two. Mm-hmm. And uh no no I'm sorry, sorry, not Narcos Mexico, just Narcos season two. And we were watching uh the symbology and like the certain things in the background with like Pablo Escobar and how mm-hmm. like a conversation between him and his mother, his mother sees him as like holier than thou and mm, all like that a god or yeah, or yeah. Jesus, second coming of Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you wanna uh, you wanna go ahead and get, our, get into our review if we have to. You know we have to come on. All right. 
Now we're going to do our recent review of Jurassic World Dominion. Blue, you had a baby, that's impossible. Hey, girl. You look just like your mother. I promise you, I am gonna get her back. Genetic power has now been unleashed. We made a terrible mistake. The doomsday clock might be about out of time. gonna survive what matters is what we do now i can use your expertise you coming or what a baby raptor i made a promise we would bring her home you made a promise to a dinosaur yeah what the synopsis is four years after the destruction of isla nublar dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world this fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with history's most fearsome creditors in a new era. You mean creatures in a new era? You say creditors. <laughs> you say creditors. I'm like, I think that's even more dangerous. <laughs> no lie. Just a little sidestep. Uh, um, I know that I've been really fucking stressed out because I can't read anything right now. Oh, like, really? I've been fucking up my words so bad lately. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> um, Directed by Colin Trevorrow. He does. That was just his last name. Mm-hmm. It's like he's doing too much. It's either <laughs> Trevor or Morrow. Trevorrow. Trevorrow. Uh, it's written by Colin Trevorrow and Emily Carmichael. It stars Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, DeWanda Wise. First of all, let me just go ahead and just say off the top rope, that synopsis from IMDb is full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, because they, they're really selling this movie as a grand... As, as the grand finale to the Jurassic Park franchise. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll just go ahead and just steal Kelsey Slender. I, I, fuck, I did not like this movie. Nope. Like, I borderline hate it. Yeah. I can't, you know, honestly, mm. I know it's probably cheesy. I really don't like this movie, too. But, like, it's funny. Okay. <sighs> Bryce Dallas Howard was mm. really hot in the first one. Like, I had a mm-hmm. huge crush on her. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, I was like, what the fuck did they do to her hair? Okay. And then this one, she's hot again. And, like, I don't know. There's something about her eyes. It's the, and, it's the, the intensity of her eyes. You, ha- you, actually, you and her actually have the same eye color. Um, I would say maybe hers are a little bit more intense. Because there were times well, in this movie. Because hers are lighter. Yeah, there were times when I was watching her in this movie, I was just like, ooh, she's staring at my soul. <laughs> So I'm saying, like, what I'm trying to say is that the movie sucked, but I'm happy to see her anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, Kelsey, why why did you not like this movie? Um, it didn't know what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. It was full of cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, the directing was all over the place. Totally agree with you with that. There wasn't a cohesive story. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of colors, I felt like its use of color was non-existent. It didn't use it to its advantage at all. Yeah, in a movie that's supposed to be teeming with life, like dinosaurs are like walking. Dinosaurs? Dinosaurs. Yeah, they're diners, you know, like old people in a diner. Yeah, exactly. Dinosaurs are walking among the people and stuff like that. Like, it, maybe maybe because of how it was directed, but a lot of the colors, they felt muted or like blended together where I'm just like watching nothing like boredom like i was like surprised like given that this movie features the most set of dinosaurs that i think it has shown in any of the jurassic park mm-hmm. movies i was like fairly fucking bored of this movie it didn't i couldn't tell the difference between the t-rex and whatever the fuck the other thing was yeah the other the other apex predator mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i couldn't tell them apart i was confused most of the time because they're not giving the dinosaurs different colors like they're all the same color yeah they're like like uh colin trevorrow is doing very minimal to like have anything really stand out um it's almost i'm not gonna say exactly but it's like 60 to 70 60 to 70 percent close to like how i feel the transformer transformer films are the michael bay movies where it's like Shit is just happening. I'm so happy you said that because mm-hmm. honestly, when I was telling you earlier mm-hmm. that I hated him mm-hmm. and you said you can't say that because you've only seen two of his movies, mm-hmm. I was thinking about Michael Bay. Really? Yes. Now, see, I, I, I can totally give Michael Bay respect where his dude, like, uh, Bad Boys, uh, The Rock. The, the, new, the older Bad Boys. I like Bad Boys 1 and I like Bad Boys 3. Bad Boys 2 can go like fuck itself. Um... What else? I like The Rock. Even Armageddon. Armageddon is like ridiculous, but it's like fun, ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, maybe even like his. I think it's called like Six Underground. He did with Ryan Reynolds. That's mm-hmm. that's that's a stupid Michael Bay shit, right? And from I I have still have not seen Ambulance, which I heard is actually good. It's like a Michael. It's a good Michael Bay film, but like with his Transformer film, Transformer films, shit is just happening, right? Mm-hmm. Where same thing with Jurassic World Dominion. Shit is just happening. And it's it's and like it's either really dark or mm-hmm. really light or like yeah. all the dinosaurs look the same mm-hmm. and like I also and, and it's not a spoiler but I really am disappointed mm-hmm. in their use of blue. Oh the the uh, the the raptor the raptor yeah yeah oh yeah. I'm so disappointed. It, it's funny uh, and I'm not going to tell you whether I thought they used her too much or too little until mm-hmm. we get into spoilers. Well okay so. I'm going to go off on what you said about Blue. This is not a spoiler either, but uh, uh, Frank and I, the editor where I, I uh, Screen Geek, he and I were talking about this movie because he saw it before before I did. And him and I were talking about Blue and how the character of Blue, like, they're setting her up, like, as, like, this this, this dinosaur that has a personality, that has, has character traits, that there's a level of bonding between her and Chris chris pratt's character um who plays owen in this movie none of that is there yeah like it's like um 
like one thing I heard this this movie compared to or as a, as a metaphor is the dinosaurs are just window dressing in this movie like mm-hmm. she, like they're just there just to be like oh and they all there. and they all have the same personality like yeah I don't know in the real world you have cats and dogs mm-hmm. you also have zebras which are untamable mm-hmm. like you can't I actually I saw a video recently where there was a horse that had like a horse parent and a zebra parent so it had some striping but it was it had wild tendencies because you cannot tame a zebra it's impossible mm-hmm. like where is any of that nuance yeah and that's the thing and it's true like yeah the dinosaurs are cgi but even like even like uh what's it called uh jurassic world uh i'm sorry yeah the first jurassic world movie these dinosaurs had like personalities it's somewhat of a personality even like the big bad dinosaur that was like uh like an amalgamation of just like all this genetic shit and mm-hmm. everything you still felt like that dinosaur is fucking evil mm-hmm. you know you still felt it um even with uh fallen kingdom with blue you're like okay oh shit like i'm, I'm feeling what blue's going through you know mm-hmm. like the, the bond between uh blue and and owen or like teetering on like being broken up and stuff like that mm-hmm. and here like i said they're just they're just fucking there like yeah. hey, there's dinosaurs here too. You, you like, there's Jurassic World. There's dinosaurs. Remember, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what did you think of the performance from anybody? Any anybody you want to say negative or positive? Um, Chris Pratt was boring. What? Also, his eyes look like Paisley's. What happened to his charisma? Like he, I like. Have you ever watched Park and Rec? Park Park and Recreation. Not really. Um, I've seen like a number of episodes, and he's hilarious in that show. He has a great personality in that show, right? And mm-hmm. it seemed like that continued on outside into like Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. His his portrayal of Peter Quill, it's like fun. It's it's carefree. It's it's hilarious. It, it, it like helps with like the whole core of the team and shit like that, mm-hmm. right? But it's like with each movie he does, that charisma just goes away further and further and further. It's just like, damn, dude, you're just showing everybody how much of a bad actor you are. Yeah. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard does okay. Mm. She's not, I don't really, not in these movies anyway. Mm. She's not like spectacular. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, Laura Dern, it was funny. I remember I was like, she looks like that one girl from Star Wars. She is her, right? And you're like, oh, you yeah. mean Laura Dern? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, from Last Jedi. Yeah, that's the same lady. <laughs> okay. It's the same lady. Um, DeWanda Wise, I think, was the one who kind of stole the show yeah i i i did i really did like her performance um it sucks that like they brought this character so late in the game it would have been so much better if they like at least brought her into like in fallen kingdom yeah Mm. um yeah where's the (laughs) no where's the other girl too where's the girl the the one the the dot the the clone girl yeah, because I liked her, too. Did you really? I did not like her at all. Um, her name goes by... Well, she's way at the bottom. <laughs> Where the hell is she? I think she was written poorly, but the moments that she was Il- showing... Isabella, Isabella, uh, Sermon. Sermon. Sermon, sorry. Okay. I think she was poorly written. 
totally agree with you with that. Because there are times where she shows emotion, mm-hmm. and I think it's done well. Mm-hmm. But the times, but like in the beginning, how she is with her parents bothers me. Mm-hmm. And other, it's just like cliche bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to give it away, but. Um, okay, so okay, so what do you think about uh, Sam Neill or Jeff Goldblum? Sam Neill, I don't, I don't know about him, honestly. Like, I feel like he always plays the same fucking thing. I don't really see a lot of like stretching of his talent. I, but I don't know what I, I've seen him in. I just know that I just feel like he's never different. He's he's done he's done a number of great roles. Um, oh, you saw him in the Hunt for the Red October. Yeah. Um, so he's in that, uh, he's really great in Hunt, Hunt for the, Hunt for the Wilder People, he's great in, uh, the Third Omen movie, um, he's, he's a, I, I like, I like Sam Neill, I think he's a really great actor, I feel like this movie, like, he was just, like, they came to him, and they were like, hey, we want you in this movie, he probably, and, tell you the truth, he doesn't act that much, most of the time, he's on his farm in New Zealand, taking care of goats. That's all. Oh, and, and wine. And he makes wine, too. Right? That's what he does most of his time. In real life? Yeah, in real life. Yeah, he has, like, a Twitter account that's really popular. Like, he posts his videos. Like, he just, like, fucking enjoying life, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel that the Universal Pictures came to him and was like, can you be in this movie as the final one of the franchise? And he's like, no. And they're like, <laughs> well, here's this dumb chunk of, mo- of money, and we're, we might get Jeff Goldblum and Lauren Dern back. All right. And, like, that's it. <laughs> I feel like, all right, so I feel like you were talking about the dinosaurs being window dressings, mm-hmm. and I really think that's what he was. That he was window dressing? <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Like, yeah, because, like, I, like, I, like, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into, like, my issues with Jurassic with the first Jurassic Park movie. But one of the things I actually did like about that movie is the cast. I did like I do like Lauren Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum all together. Mm-hmm. So seeing them in this movie, I was like, great. I like seeing them all together, but mm-hmm. it still felt hollow. They didn't have the same charisma or bounce off each other as much as they did. Like mm-hmm. you could tell that they're old friends, but mm-hmm. Like, it's just not the same energy. It's yeah. like that not all of them had their heart in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, Laura Dern. I really enjoyed her in this movie. Mm-hmm. I also will say that one thing I do like about this movie is that it seems like the women are taking more control than the men in this one. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Especially, like, with Laura Dern. Um, and DeWanda Wise. DeWanda Wise. I can definitely see that. Maybe Bryce Dallas Howard, her character wasn't as annoying in this movie, and she took more of like a, an active role in doing shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially like going to the third act. Like, tail in the second act, going to the third act. You got a sense of like, or I got a sense of like, all right, like the women are in charge now. Yeah. Which I was totally fine with that. I was like, cool, I'm totally like digging this. And yeah. the thing that sucks is this movie was almost two and a half hours long. It mm-hmm. took like that long to get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> um another person i i don't say he was like spectacular but i i was really glad to see him in something is the guy who played um uh, ramsey cole his name is uh mawadu addy um 
he he was in this really great Netflix series called uh, I think it's called like Archive Thirty Three or Archive Thirty One or something like that. Like, I swear I've seen him in something else. Uh, you probably have. He hasn't been kind of like popping up here and there, but I I really liked seeing that dude. Like when I saw him in Archive Thirty One, I was all about it. And then seeing him pop up, I didn't know he was in the movie, right? So mm-hmm. seeing him pop up, I was like, cool. I like this guy. Like I like his performance. I like his acting. You know, um, so. I'm hoping this gets him to door. It gets him gets him through the door of just more and more uh, like films or te- television series. I like him like too. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him at first, in oh. the in this one, he put on some weight. Like he's not like fat or anything, but mm. he just put on some weight. I felt like where they were dressing him different or something. And I just at first I was like, that's not the same guy. I'm sorry. That's uh, it's called Archive Eighty One. That's what it's called. That's, that's a series. You love the up. movie so though you love the series so much that you forgot the name of it. I was close. <laughs> I was off by like one number. All right, it's off by one number. All right. Um so before we get into spoilers, I one thing I wanna point out is this film, it does something in the within the story of this film, it does it like shits the bed with what was happened long in uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, minor, minor spoilers for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Um, by the end of the movie, they introduced the concept of dinosaurs are going to walk the earth now. Like, humans are going to have to cohabitate with these fucking things, mm-hmm. right? Um, which I was like, you know, my thoughts on Fallen Kingdom are like, whatever, fuck that movie. But at the end, I was like, okay, kind of like where they're going with this. Because yeah. this is something that they've been trying to avoid in all the other Jurassic Park movies. The dinosaurs are on mainland. Holy shit, right? Mm-hmm. They've, they've teased it, but they eventually have like stopped it, right? It opened the door for Dominion to like kick up like that notion, right? Mm-hmm. And it did nothing with it. Like, at <laughs> all. Matter of fact, it did worse than nothing. It like, just hyperspace like ran through it like montage the fuck out of it oh the yeah they're movie. like oh here's a bunch of videos of yeah. like you know newsreels yeah Ta-da. yeah yeah exactly right and yeah. you're like okay fuck i know right it was just like wait 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 like what, what, what no one let's go there let's go there yeah and then they're like let's go to the next thing <laughs> and you're like oh okay <laughs> it played it played that montage like like literally like the organization the news organization now this where they have like snippet oh, videos yeah. it did the exact same thing that now this is known for just like quick snippets of like this well it happened, was this now this no i know but that, i think i just think it's funny how like the movie within the movie they did the montage using now this and it was just like oh yeah you shouldn't have done that <laughs> don't do now this <laughs> for that <laughs> yeah anyways i think now this is more I, I know the format has gone longer. No, no, no. But I mean, like, I feel like usually now this is either... They, they have a purpose when they show their shit. Mm-hmm. Like, either they're trying to bring, like, awareness to something, mm-hmm. or they're trying to make people have fun or something. But, like, it, it felt really hollow. Like <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, so you want to get to the uh, spoiler section? Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about Jurassic World Dominion in Great Lengths. Um so in our spoiler section and if you don't want to be spoiled here's your spoiler bumper right about now
So I want to say from the top, off the top rope, one of the things that made me get so frustrated about this movie, and it wasn't when I watched it. I, I, like, I read something uh, earlier today that I was just like, what? So in Jurassic World Dominion, um, there is a character by the name of uh, Lewis uh, Dodson. Uh-huh. Lewis Dodson. 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 Mm-hmm. Dodson. Played by Campbell Scott. Mm-hmm. One, I didn't know that was supposed to be the character from the first Jurassic Park movie. The one who gave uh, Wayne Knight's character the, the, the container to get like the, the, the DNA or whatever of, mm-hmm. of, rep, of the reptars. Raptors. Raptors. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of like Rugrats. <laughs> Raptors. Okay. <laughs> so apparently that was supposed to be the character, right? Yeah. Okay. That character somehow became the boss of, what was the organization called? Bison or something like that? Biosyn? Oh, Biosyn. Mm-hmm. Biosyn, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. One, they don't want to explain any of that in the movie. They're just like, oh yeah, it's Lewis Dotson and that's it. Like, yeah, and you're s- like, who? Uh, yeah, right. I'm like, and the funny thing is like, Kelsey and I had... Just watched, watched the Jura- first one. Yeah, Jurassic Park, like a, a day, two days ago or something, like, but before watching um, this movie, right? Two, he has the, 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 what's it called? He has the. The Barbasol can. The Barbasol can, right? Which they don't explain how the fuck he got that. Because the last time we saw that, it fell into like a, a like a mud pit and just got covered in mud. And. They don't do anything with it. Yeah, like they like like Colin Trevorrow, Trevorrow and and Emily Carmichael wrote this of like it's there. Here's it's a almost like an Easter egg, but like that's that's not an Easter egg. That's like explain. Oh, remember this? Yeah, that that's supposed to explain, and especially the um, the Dotson character. Why they're there now? Why they're threat? Like I mean, they don't say they're not there to explain why they're threat because it does in the movie, but it it doesn't go. It takes leaps to be like they're here. No explanation whatsoever. Yeah. Also, with the Barbasol can mm-hmm. in the in the Jurassic Park movie, they explain that you only have so many thirty six out. It was thirty six out. Yeah, because anything inside of that will go bad and won't be viable anymore past that time because the coolant inside won't be good anymore. Exactly. Like, I- so why are they still using the fucking Barbasol can? Did they put more coolant in there? It looks like a beat up old fucking can and. <laughs> Technology has advanced. Why wouldn't they put it in something else? I know, and it's and it's like, it like they don't explain how they found how they found it. It's not like there was a fucking tracker on it. This this movie, Jurassic Park, came in nineteen ninety three. Whatever tracker they might have had, I'm Which sure probably huge, probably, like a fucking brick phone. Exactly. They don't explain any of that, and I'm like, what in the fuck? Okay. Another thing that goes like, what in the fuck is, uh, how in Fallen Kingdom. The dinosaurs that are let let out by uh, Macy Lockwood, right? It's like Maisie. Sorry, Maisie. Maisie Lockwood. It's like what, 10, 11 species that gets out mm-hmm. somehow within that time frame, <laughs> and and with, between the, the between the time of Fallen Kingdom and Dominion, now there's dinosaurs everywhere, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because like you would have to think that I'll just give it like within. The context of the movie, okay, so we're into what, 2022? When did Fall of Kingdom came out? Came out in what, I think 2000 and. Um, they kept saying 2015. 
but uh let me see jurassic world uh jurassic world no i don't want that but also they made it seem like this movie was supposed to be released a few years ago jurassic world fallen kingdom came out in 2018 so three years have went by okay and all in in those three years time all those dinosaurs happened like and remember what happened in the island of what's it called the isla of nublar nublar which is a stupid ass name didn't like a, a high body count of dinosaurs happen at the like when they were leaving the island because that volcano went off right yeah yeah so a lot of dinosaurs die mm-hmm. where the fuck did like these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dinosaurs came from exactly um another thing that is, is so stupid is the sto- the, the 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 movie jurassic world mm-hmm. okay the main thing of jurassic world is dinosaurs right dinosaurs 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 they completely push the di- dinosaurs to the side and replace it with locusts. <laughs> and the threat of the locusts is it's going to eat a bunch of crops. Yeah, but <gasps> not the biosyn crops. <sighs> why? Like, why do they do that? <laughs> also, mm-hmm. it made me feel like it was trying to be Godzilla. I kind of got that sense, too. And, and it's not just because of the dinosaurs fighting, but mm. because it was about the people, and there's a love story, and there's, you know... Mm. No. <laughs> well, like, it's about dinosaurs. Like, why are you doing that? And I get it that, like, giant locusts were of that prehistoric era, but, like, how are you going to, like, make that... How in, in, the, in the idea of dinosaurs taking over the planet like humans are no longer the apex predators mm-hmm. how the fuck are you gonna have it the threat be fucking locusts giant locusts yeah that it seems like it honestly could have been solved because like bd wong you know bd wong shows up in this movie again. You to, no you have to say his name the right way bd wong <laughs> <laughs> oh okay wait let me finish my thought because there's another issue I have with that too um when bd wong is like saying that he can you know if he just figure out how macy was created and how blue was created and like examine their dna i can figure out how to like defeat the locusts and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. but like macy's like all right i'm gonna dip out she like leaves Mm -hmm. and And then later she's like oh this is what my mom would have wanted exactly a mother who we knew nothing about other than that she died in fallen kingdom Mm mm-hmm uh, that her grandpa was taking her, fo- taking care of, who we knew nothing about. That apparently was friends with John, John Hammond, mm-hmm. right? So already, I don't care about the mother. Already, I don't care about. Uh, uh, I forgot the character's name uh, from Fallen Kingdom. And then the Macy character, it just makes me not care about her even more. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, like why? I had an issue with B.D. Wong because he's such a fucking badass, and he played such a fucking idiot in this movie they were setting him up to be like the villain at the end of uh at certain points in uh what's it called in uh the first jurassic world movie and at certain points of fallen kingdom you were like they were setting him up to be the big bad guy which would have made perfect sense it would have been like a whole shit moment right Mm -hmm. and here he just like he uh, just all of a sudden was um dodson's lackey like and he was being manipulated like 
I, what was he trying? I forgot what he was saying, but he was using some like gaslighting technique on him or some shit. It was almost like he had him like so believing in his bad self, like he's not mm-hmm. worth anything that he was just like, okay, I'll do this. Yeah. And it's like, no, like what the fuck? Why would he even take any money for that role? Yeah. I'm really actually disappointed in him. Seriously, seriously. Um, so, so. One thing, uh, so I will admit, one thing I did like, I did like, was um, near the beginning where Chris Pratt's character and and um, Bryce Dallas Howard's da- Bryce Dallas Howard's character, they go to that place. It's called like Muta or Mula or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, where like this, it's like the dinosaurs are kind of actually freely walking around and stuff like that. But there's like a black market for them. Uh, people are like selling them or like there's like fighting rings with like dinosaurs going against each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it even kind of goes into this born, uh, born ultimatum kind of thing, like mm-hmm. chasing between. Oh, yeah. I got that idea too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and honestly, like that, that whole thing took about, that whole scene was about maybe like 20 to 30 minutes. That was actually interesting. Right. I was actually kind of digging it. Like, okay, I like what they're doing here. But they just have it in that scene, and then that's it. For the rest, it's just, like, boredom. Like I didn't quite love that scene. I didn't hate yeah. it as much as the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. but I felt like it wasn't tight enough. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like the whole black market thing being, like, a place was kind of cheap and cheesy and how they built it like that. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking villain girl in the white clothes... Oh um, yeah, she just kept popping up in random spots. Yeah, like, she like walks. She would like walk away, and all of a sudden, like next thing, she's like, Hah! she like pop up over here. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? And then, you know, you'd leave the chase and follow this other character that's kind of not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And the only thing it did really well was really ramp up the suspense towards the end of that with the raptors or whatever. They weren't raptor raptors. They were like. The new hybrid or whatever. Uh, that place, it was called uh, Mal- Malta. That's what the, the place is called, called Malta. Oh, Malta? Yeah, mm. that's what it's called. Uh, yeah, like, I didn't, I'm not, I'm not, like, I didn't, I didn't love that scene, but I at least was like, it kind of reminded me of what uh, the first Jurassic World movie was, which in, 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 in the true sense, it was like a B movie. Mm-hmm. So it kind of was like playing off of that. That kind of B movie esque kind of thing, which I was like I said, I was digging. I was I I even I actually even like the chase scene between uh, the Owen character and the um, Raptors. Raptors. He wants to say Raptor. <laughs> <laughs> the rapt- Raptors. Um, but yeah, like I don't think the fact that it's that that scene came off as a B movie to mm-hmm. you, or like. You know, playing off of that, mm-hmm. I don't think that was intentional, and that's why I don't like it. Really, you think it was like, <laughs> like maybe? I like, think it was on accident. Like Colin Trevorrow, like shot this scene. He was like, "Oh, well, that was actually pretty good." Fuck, I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> it just makes you. I, I can see why you you would be upset. Yeah, <laughs> happy accident. You're like, no, no, that doesn't exist. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think what else I, what else about it. Um, mm. I, Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. his character. I don't like how at first he's like trying to tell everyone, like, guys, you're fucking up. Like, you got to kill. Let's like, just kill the fucking dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. 
And then he turns heel, basically, and is like, yeah, I'm going to work for this fucking Biosyn Corporation. Just take money, because what the fuck? I don't care. Yeah, they don't really explain that much. Like, And then he's like, oh, okay, I, never mind. I changed my mind. I really am a good guy. Okay. I Now, they, they don't... They don't they don't say this in the movie, but like I, I think I think what they were trying to get at was that um, the the dude Ramsey got a hold. Well, that doesn't make any sense either. Okay, so so let me just, let me finish my thought. The the character Ramsey got a hold of Malcolm Ian Ian, sorry Mal you know sorry Ian Malcolm sorry Ian Malcolm, and was like. Hey, you should come and work for this organization, blah blah blah, right? But secretly tell him like, oh, there's something you should see. Uh-huh. And so, Ian Malcolm comes. Granted, Ian Malcolm is like a respected scientist and shit like that. And then, so he brings credibility to Biosyn. Well, he brings credibility to Biosyn, but he also like, but when Ramsey wants to blow the lid off everything, he brings credibility to that mm-hmm. because of who he is, right? And I guess Ian Malcolm gets a hold of Laura Dern's character. Uh, Sally, I believe her name was. Um, no, Ellie Sattler. Sorry, sorry, yeah, Ellie Sattler. And then in turn, she like brings the locusts to Alan Grant, and in turn is like, okay, I guess it's like this movie is doing a lot of like, here's what happened, here's what happened, here's what happened, and now we're here, like a lot of twists and turns just to get these all these people together. Yeah. And honestly, and I felt like there was little to no stakes in this movie, because other than I might be eaten. I might be eaten. Now I might be eaten. Yeah, but like, granted who the cast is, uh-huh. already I walked into this theater like... They're none not going to die. None of people are going to die. Yeah. At all. You know, there's... <sighs> One thing I did like about Jeff Goldblum, well, mm. two things. One, I love seeing him no matter what. He's mm. always good. Mm. Number two... There was that part where he was gonna, he was starting to unbutton his shirt. Oh, I did. I did. You know what? Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> and he started unbuttoning his shirt. And then which one of them looked at him and shook it, their it head? Was, it was the one of Wise. It was the one of Wise. Yeah. She goes, uh-uh. And he's like, okay. And he it, starts buttoning his shirt back up. <laughs> I honestly feel like I honestly feel like that was... That was, uh, that that was, was probably Jeff Goldblum. I totally picture him doing this, improvising that. And then the one of Wise seeing it like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the one of Wise... I'm so confused about the mm. fucking plane. I know it's a small, minor detail, but, mm. like, she loses that plane in the ice. Mm. And then she, at the end of the movie, says, oh, they owe me a fucking plane. And then she buys another beat-up fucking clunker that looks exactly like her old plane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, what the fuck? And the funny thing is, like, she, like, she like uh, 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 spray paints it. With a number two. Yeah, but I'm like... So what'd they do? Pull her old plane out? No, 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 no. That was that was a new plane, right? But uh-huh. it was like the second version. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't even remember what was the name of your plane. Like, I don't remember any special markings that would tell me why you would put the number two next to it. Yeah. Like, at all. So every time you get a new plane, you're just going to number it? This is number two. This is number three. This is number four. Yeah, this pen I'm holding is G2 pen. This is... Number fifty five. G two fifty five. Yeah, G two fifty five. Seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, like I. One one thing that one thing that, that this movie did do another well, like I said, I've already had we've there. Like I said, there are some positive things. Like I did like seeing the cast 
the original cast back together. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeff Goldblum is still being Jeff Goldblum, which I enjoy. Uh, the the Molotov scene, I did enjoy that. But one thing, another thing that actually made me, that I think is a positive, it, it actually made me appreciate Jurassic Park now. <laughs> and I, like I saw, like I saw this movie. It's, it's so funny because like when Jurassic Park came out, it was like, Holy shit! Look at look at how they're doing these effects with these dinosaurs, right? Mm-hmm. And this one just treats it like a fucking novelty now. Oh like, yeah, like it's just here. Like I said, like I said earlier, it's just window dressing. Yeah, here are the dinosaurs. We're gonna push blue to the side. Blue's in it for like five minutes, and then we're gone. And then like we're gonna introduce blue for real, and we're gonna introduce blue's kid who's in it, and then it's gone. And then. And then then they're like, oh yeah, we gotta get we gotta get blue uh, what beta. It was called beta. There you mm-hmm. go. We gotta go with beta. And I think I, I don't remember. I think you were in the theater, or maybe we were walking out, and you're like, I totally fucking forgot about that, or some. You said some. No, comment. I said something. I was like, the trailer really sold it. Like it was really gonna be about getting the girl and getting, uh, blue's baby. Yeah, beta. Huh. And but we didn't know her name in the trailer, but still, like, mm-hmm. and it was like. They were in the beginning, mm-hmm. like the raptors were, and then nothing mentioned at all for the rest of the movie until the very fucking end, where it's like, oh yeah, wait, we forgot, we gotta get the fucking raptor. Like, yeah, they could have done so much with that with that raptor. Mm-hmm. They could have done so much with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm kind of glad about um, Fallen Kingdom mm-hmm. how. There was almost like a sense of, I know you said it was kind of like a breakup or whatever, but I felt mm-hmm. like it was a sense of like trust, mm-hmm. honestly, that she was like, he gave her the choice and she decided she wanted to live on her own. Like, I didn't feel like it was a breakup. I felt like it was like a mutual, like, uh, go mutual, be free. Yeah, parting ways and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I would have loved to see her protecting him or... Mm-hmm you know something like that and it was like no like she really wanted to fucking kill him <laughs> yeah right like and like like that's what that's what frank and i were talking about they were like where's all that character development that they were setting up for blue it's fucking gone yeah like, and why and she only had one baby like what if she had like a couple of like because a few years had passed yeah and they they had already established that the idea that like these dinosaur packs well, not only that, but like in Jurassic Park, they had already established the idea that like these dinosaurs are reproducing, even though even though they were genetically modified to not reproduce. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's like I said, that's another area they could have actually explored with this movie instead of like just fucking hyperspacing that shit, hyperspace fucking break this run- montage in that shit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We're just like, here's what happened, here's what happened, here's what happened, and back to the boring stuff. Yeah. Um. This 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 movie is it's, is is what's wrong with like these legacy sequels that are getting made. There are some that are work really well, like for, the Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, like I I really enjoyed that legacy sequel. Uh, the like the Ghostbuster Afterlife. There's some people who didn't like it, but I still felt an emotional connection I, I to it. I loved that movie. Yeah. Um. And uh uh, Top Gun Maverick, great yeah. legacy su- yep. sequel. But then like th- there are some that are just shitting the bed uh rise of skywalker um the matrix resurrections and now there's this jurassic world dominion Mm -hmm. and honestly it's like by the time the movie ended i was like i i'm so glad they're done with this franchise like i wouldn't i i don't even know how you can like do another one (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, so all in all, the movie shit. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <sighs> all right, what do we got next? <laughs> next, we are going to do our variety time of Tammy, the T-Rex, and a lot of what the fucks. <laughs> watched Tammy and the T-Rex not too long ago. Uh, yeah, it was like maybe a month or two ago or mm-hmm. something like that. I think it was on HBO or... No, not HBO, but it no, was... No, we shot on... Uh, when I had Showtime at the, at the oh, time. Oh, Showtime. It was there. It was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, because it has the T-Rex in it. Keeping that theme of T-Rexing shit up. T-Rexing shit up. Mm-hmm. That should be a saying that you say all the time. <laughs> I want to T-Rex shit up. Everyone's going to be like, what? You can't reach things because your arms are short? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I, 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 yeah, we want to talk about Tammy and the T-Rex, or also known as Tammy and the Teenage T-Rex. It's a, you know, if you guys are, if you folks aren't in the know, it's a 1994 American science fiction horror comedy that was aimed towards kids um they they missed out they should have named it tammy and the teenage rex they should have kept it like that it's it, that's the thing it's also known as uh because t- like the title the title of the movie is tammy and the t-rex but in the movie denise richard's character they call her tanny oh tanny yeah, yeah so they keep going like back and forth with that title um, no, no no but i mean like t-rex they could have mm. played you know you said teenage t-rex oh like they teenage rex or yeah something? oh Boom. You would have helped out with the marketing of that shit. Exactly. Um, so I found this really great article on Collider, um, published in uh, January 2020, written by Tom Ryman. Uh, the title of the article is The Ultra Gory, Totally Bonkers, Tammy and the, T- Tammy and the T-Rex was originally released as a family film. Um, so the article goes, uh, if you've not seen the film, it is kind of a fever dream you would have to you would have on the couch after passing out in a neon shorts with a belly full of Totino's pizza rolls on a Saturday afternoon in '94. <laughs> <laughs> the article goes on to say it's the exact movie a horny eighth eighth grader who sorry a horny eighth grader would invent after watching his Jurassic Park VHS for the thirtieth time. <laughs> um. I had a fever dream about Martin Scorsese. Did you really? Yeah, it was really weird. Like, he kept following me uh-huh. and, like, taking video. Uh-huh. And I think he was trying to shoot some kind of, like, weird, like, not really found footage, but some type of, like, reality movie, which I'm like, it's totally not his wheelhouse. But I mm-hmm. ended up back at his house, and his family was, like, falling apart. Like, they were, like, some Italian, like, not really the mob, but kind of. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone found out that he was, like, really cheating on his wife and shit. And he ended up just leaving. Like, kind of, like, running away. Like, because I guess he did some other shit. But I don't, no one ever knew what it was. Yeah, we should I think he murdered somebody. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was all in my dream. Yeah, we should have made that the variety time. Holy shit. I'm, like, totally invested in this I know. And then, and then I had sex with some random black girl that, like, was really cute. <laughs> When was this? When was this fever dream? <laughs> Last night. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that. 
I'm so glad you told me that now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it what I did that in Martin Scorsese's house. It sucks. Like, in his bed. <laughs> See, it sucks. I had to follow that fever dream with this bullshit of, about Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> okay. So, the article goes, the most important thing you need to know about Tammy and the T-Rex is that it opens with a cheerleading montage set to a hair metal song sung from the point of view of an actual Tyrannosaurus. Um, the film follows Tammy, explicitly referred to as Tanny in both the opening and ending credits, credits because Tammy and the T-Rex seeks to challenge your very concept of reality. <laughs> a high school cheerleader with a history of dating handsome psychopaths. The latest is Michael, a vague football star who has apparently cursed uh, to lose all of his fights in the most embarrassing way possible. Um, Michael, who is uh, played by um, uh, what's his name? Um, I, his name is uh, Paul Walker. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Paul Walker. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot to mention it. Paul Walker's in this movie. <laughs> um, there's this particular scene where like this like Paul Walker is like fighting this like quote unquote punker kind of guy or some shit like the punk guy or whatever mm-hmm. and like getting his ass kicked and then like there the the two are stuck in a standstill when um two of them are stuck in a standstill when Michael is like no no I'm sorry the, the punk kid grabs Michael's balls and proceeds to squeeze them and then Michael in retaliation squeezes his balls <laughs> And they, sque- and they just hold on. They're it's- in a squeeze-off. Yeah, they're in a squeeze-off. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, catches Mirror Medicine to Tammy's ex-boyfriend, Billy. There we go. The ex-boyfriend's Billy. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember Billy. Yeah, yeah. I'm good, right? I'm good, right? 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Denise Richards and Paul Walker play Tammy and Michael, which is iconic casting because they're essentially the same person. Both of them, both of them barely had any acting credits to their name when they filmed Tammy and the T-Rex. A fact that blazes out of the screen and melts your <laughs> retinas with ever every glorious, bizarre line reading and facial expressions. Um, okay, so here we go. So after what can be described as a pro wrestling match in front of a high school, the cops get called and the fight ends with both men crushing each other's dicks in a vice grip and screaming into each other's open mouths. <laughs> Have you ever screamed at someone's mouth? No! <laughs> I think I I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I just seem to have like memories of doing that as a kid. Oh my fucking god, you're weird. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, so back to the article. Meanwhile, damn, Kelsey just blowing my mind this episode. Okay, so back to the article. Meanwhile, on the other side of town, a mad scientist had constructed a 10-foot-tall Tyrannosaurus puppet, sorry, Tyrannosaurus Rex puppet, and seeks to perfect it by adding a human brain. Also, the scientist demonstrates the robot's power by having a bodybuilder pull a barbell into its mouth. Okay, so Billy shows up later with uh, with his gang of hooligans. Um, to beat the biscuits and gravy out of Michael once again. Okay, this is when like Michael like hops into uh, Denise Richardson's Richardson. Richardson. What's what's her what's her character's name again? Oh, Tammy. Okay, so yeah, Michael goes into like Tammy's house. Like they're like fooling around. Billy shows up and he's like, "It's my woman." So they chase after him, right? Okay. Um. 
Billy throws Michael into a truck of his car and drives him to a jungle cat safari apparently located in the middle of the Newberry Park, California to execute the world's most elaborate murder. First of all, they don't like tell you it's a it's a I don't remember like a sign or anything saying that it's like a cat uh like a, a, a safari cat park or whatever. Uh-huh. So Michael gallops through the woods in terror as he encounters a lion and a panther in varying states of mild disinterest before finally getting mauled into a com- into a coma, which is an <laughs> underreported side effect of lion attacks. <laughs> And I remember seeing, I remember that scene happen out of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then when like he's, he like, he like I said, he's in the coma, but he has like no like torn skin or scars or anything. He just looked like he just got his ass kicked by a lion. Like lion just punched him. So or like flicked him with one of his toes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the mad scientist catches plight, uh, catches wind of Michael's plight, right, and plans to like. Adduct him from the hospital to transplant his brain into the ty- the as he, as the writer says Tyrannobot. <laughs> he also says, "I fucking love this movie." <laughs> <laughs> After improperly convincing Tammy that her dead boyfriend lives in the body of a state affair of animatronic Michael wrecks habit. I mean, wrecks terrible vengeance on everyone who wronged him, generally requiring his victims to engage in a near. Vaudeville acts of buffoonery to all but stick their own heads into his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Tammy and her BFF, uh, Byron, who they make it a a straight-up gay-like stereotype, um, a binding uh, binding consolation of every gay best friend trope ever created, try to find Michael a new body, including a memorable scene in which Tammy attends Michael's Funeral dressed as TV's Blossom only to dig in his coffin, dig his coffin up after the service and discover his remains have been reduced to funhouse skeleton status by <laughs> enthusiastic rats and natural processes of decay. I remember when they like they showed the body, the body already had like maggots and all this shit all yeah. over it, which made no sense. Um, there are also several scenes that require the film's actors to engage in what can be described as an. Oh, actually, okay. So, during the process of the whole movie, right, gore and violence happens. Like, the T-Rex goes to a party and mauls people, like, just eats them and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Billy is, like, in the back of a car having sex with a girl very poorly. But, like... She, like he's on top of her and the girl's looking up and this you see the t-rex my you never see the t-rex walk you just see like its head and like <laughs> it's like uh, enter the shot yeah right just like like it's almost like just like this enter shot this <laughs> like <Yeah>. that right <laughs> so she sees this t-rex she's terrified she's screaming and billy doesn't take the hint that like she's in terror he thinks she's having like an orgasm or something and repeatedly says i'm good right 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 i'm good right right <laughs> <laughs> so then the T-Rex chomps his ass up and the cops are like at or trying to find they're trying to say it's like it's a serial killer out there or some shit um ignoring the fact that Byron whose father is like the sheriff of the police department Carl Winslow what was, was that the actor? No that wasn't Carl Winslow. I can't remember who the actor was. Um Oh oh I know uh, we've it's, seen him. It's, it's JJ Saunders. Um God, I feel like I've seen him in stuff and other stuff. Oh. Um, we saw him in something recently, and I think that's why I got him confused. 
Carl uh, Carl Winslow? Yeah. Where are we see him in? We did see him in something. Uh, I'll look it up and you continue your talking. Oh, that, that looks nothing like Carl Winslow. <laughs> no, I know, but I know that he was... He was in something? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, this whole thing happens where, like, Tammy, like, eventually, like, the T-Rex, like, convinces Tammy, uh, the Byron and Tammy, I'm sorry, t- <laughs> Byron and the T-Rex convince Tammy that that's, that's Michael in there. Um, the cops are after him, the scientists are after him. Oh, I forgot to mention, the gore of, like, the procedure of moving... Of uh, moving uh, Michael's brain from the t- to the T Rex is like very barbaric, like chainsaws and drills and like oh, blood yeah. all over the place. So all this madness happens, right? The T Rex finally gets his revenge um, and kills the scientists, right? But they could oh, pfft. oh, he was in deleted scenes of Avengers Endgame. Carl Winslow, yeah. What? He was a fire chief. That would have taken taken me out of the movie. <laughs> um. So then, oh, 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 and 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 and, and at, at the process of Tammy and Byron trying to find a new body for Michael, um, they go to like a a, a, a morgue and like but, but <laughs> Tammy and Byron are like picking up these bodies. Picks up like a woman, an Asian man, a black man, an old man. Well. The T Rex is like looking from afar in the back of like, of a, of a, like tree disposable tr- disposal truck, uh-huh. and it's just like waving its finger. Like, no, I don't like that. No, I don't like. That. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a like a, like a mulch, um, like the tree. Why can't I remember the name of that either? Mm. There's actually a word for it. The the type of truck. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so by the end of the movie, the T Rex, the Mike Michael that's in the T, the animatronic T Rex body, gets his revenge. Um, kills a scientist, right? And then near the very end of the movie, the article goes: there are also several scenes that require the film's actress to engage in what can be described best described as an alien's idea of human sexuality including denise richards doing an awkward strip seat strip tease for michael's disembodied brain and the movie's mean girl having fully clothed intercourse in the backseat of a car while shrieking out her disturbing ecstasy like an exercise demon <laughs> the, the, the strip scene like at the end of the movie there's nothing but michael's brain Denise Richards comes home and like his brain's connected to like a telephone, a printer, and like a computer or some shit. Uh-huh. And like oh, I think it was a TV. A TV. She pours like beer. Like, yeah, it was like beer or like ja- or like liquor or something into the brain and does the strip D's and in his excitement, sparks start flying all over the place. Uh-huh. To like the point where he has like a brain gasm. <laughs> and the movie <laughs> ends like that. Um, so a little bit more information. Um, the movie was written and directed by Stuart, uh, Raphael, the visionary artist behind Mac and me. I got to show you that movie, the ice pirates and the first draft of passion 57 In a 2018 interview with the website, Bristol bad film club. Raphael discussed some, some of the standalone films of his career, including Tammy and the T-Rex, a movie he admits was written entirely around the fact that 
the fact that they had a brief window of access to an amusement park animatronic and was probably some kind of tax scam. <laughs> so Raphael said, there are often tight deadlines because usually it's all part of, a t- of some tax evasion scheme. So I come in, write it, and do it, and that's what Tammany T-Rex was. A guy came to me who owned theaters in South America, and he said, I have a T-Rex. It was an animatronic <laughs> and was going to... To a park in Texas. The eyes worked. The arms moved. The head moved. He had it for two weeks before it was going to be shipped to Texas. And he came to me and said, we can make a movie with it. I said, what's the story? And he said, I don't have a story. But we have to start filming within the month. And so I wrote the story in a week. (laughs) (laughs) The article continues. As far as the film's throwback horror concept, uh, Raffles says he came up with the idea based on the fact that they could never pass the T-Rex off as, an, as anything but a robot. Um, the scientist even admits, like, yeah, that's a robot. This is a robot T-Rex. But I just want to do it because I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So Raphael says, um, you obviously couldn't play it as an actual monster because it wasn't that good of an animatronic beast, and I had to work with what was available. So that was the concept I came up with. So I wrote it, we shot it, and all the locations within 25 minutes of my house. I was just trying to do a film for people uh, that like wacky movies. In other words, you laugh at the experience that I was facing, which is, what the hell are you meant to do with this material? I was sticking all this shit in it just to make it work. Of course, when you have only a week to work on a script, it is a bit thin. I'm also the biggest uh, plagiarist. P-L-A-G-I-A-R-I-S-T. Plagiarist. Plagiarist. Holy shit, there we go. Plagiarist. I'm constantly asking the cast and crew if they have anything better that they can add. All the actors on the film, though, were great. Denise played that scene where she's talking to the dinosaur for real as the best as she could. She never was a great <laughs> she never was a great actress, but she was pretty. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> when you make films like that, they're the group endeavors. In this case, we have a dinosaur head for two weeks, so what are we going to do? So you just smoke a lot of pot and try to figure it out. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the, the film was heavily edited in the United States as a PG-13 uh, rating. Uh, the man who brought him the animatronic T-Rex in the first place has had envisioned a family-friendly comedy. Um, Raphael said, he said, no, I wanted a Disney movie. Raphael told The Independent. So he recut it into pieces of nonsense. <laughs> so if, if, fortunately, fortunately, it's, it's fully restored to its original R-rated version. Um, I think it's, I know it's currently streaming on Shudder. Um, and it might be available on Showtime. But it is one of the wildest, wackiest fucking movies of like family, family gore movies like ever to come out it was yeah. it was a blast to watch it it makes me think of new york ninja oh oh okay like have you ever seen a kung fu star try to do kung fu on skates skates <laughs> new york ninja is a masterpiece of my god mm-hmm. going to do our geriatric cinematic of Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park. 
is. Welcome to Jurassic Park. We've made living biological attractions so astounding that they'll capture the imagination of the entire planet. The most phenomenal discovery of our time. How'd you do this? Becomes the greatest adventure of all time. Sure. Universal Pictures presents. You feel that? Hold on to your butts. A Steven Spielberg film. Senses are failing all over the park. Yeah, that's nice. Gotta go. An adventure. Look out! Down! I can't get Jurassic Park back online. 65 million years in the making. This film came out in 1993, and the synopsis is a pragmatic paleontologist touring an almost complete theme park on an island in Central America is tasked with protecting a couple of kids after a power failure causes the park's clone dinosaurs to run loose. Directed by Steven Spielberg, it's written by Michael Crichton and David Cope. It stars Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Richard Attenborough. That uh, IMDb synopsis is kind of misleading as well. <laughs> um, I, all right. They weren't really tasked with protecting the kids. They were kind of just... Like forced <laughs> to yeah. protecting the kids. Um, so here's my thing with Jurassic Park. Before revisiting the movie and before watching uh, Jurassic World Dominion... I honestly did not care for this movie, like, at all. I've seen it. I, I saw it when it first came out in theaters. I've seen it multiple times on TV. I've seen the subsequent sequels, you know, Lost World, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic Park 3. So, for the longest time, I was like, I don't give a shit about that movie. Like, something about it just, like, I, I, I didn't get the excitement about it. Maybe because I wasn't a dinosaur fan growing up. Like, I didn't really care about dinosaurs or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I guess, to me, there was, like, no level of, like, wonder of, like, oh, what would it be crazy to see a T-Rex or some shit like that? Um, so, uh, yeah, like I said, that's that's one of the reasons why I was, like, we got re- to talk about Jurassic Park. Because, honestly, I was, like, let me revisit this movie and see if it, like, my pains have changed on it or anything that might have given me like a better light on the movie and shit like that um but you know as usual no one gives a fuck what i think about uh the most important thing is what does kelsey think about the movie um i know i did see this one as a kid but all i remembered about it Mm. was the electric fence scene oh when the kid holds on the fence and gets like blown off and shit yeah yeah that's all i could remember Mm -hmm. um so I don't think I liked it as a kid. Okay. And I actually really enjoy it now. As an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so so what did you like what did you like about it? Um kinda like it there's high stakes. Like they, they're gonna die. <laughs> like <laughs> mm-hmm. um everyone's just kind of you can get a sense that everyone's making these really bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And no one's stopping them and like the ethics of it and mm-hmm. um, 
that you mean the the ethics of 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 cloning and like genetic uh, yeah. modification and shit like that. And also, they're bad science. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, there's that part where like where like uh, where Alan Grant, um, uh, what's her name? I always forget her name. Ellie Sadler and Malcolm Ian, um, or Ian, is it Malcolm Ian? Ian Malcolm. Uh, is is Ian Malcolm? Yeah, Ian Malcolm. Hmm, okay. Um, yeah, like that that whole explanation of like how like how are they doing this stuff like that? It's very like oh here's like some sci fi mumbo jumbo kind of shit which gotta pass it on and stuff like that. Um, which I which honestly I don't I don't really see it as a negative. I think it's just more like we know you guys aren't gonna believe this, so Yeah, exactly. What does that fun? I like, like I like that they didn't try to take it too seriously. I don't know. They're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we just kinda combined it with frog DNA and Voila, we have voila. dinosaurs. Yeah, they can't have babies. Voila. <laughs> <laughs> they can't have babies unless it's with themselves. Voila. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, so, uh, what else did you like about it? What did you think of Steven Spielberg's uh, directing? I think he did a good job. Uh, there, mm. It was pretty linear, I guess. I don't know. Like he, It, it made a lot. It, I mean, despite like the whole blah, 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 blah science part, it it like makes sense with with everything's going on. Yeah, um, there I wasn't lost at any point. Mm-hmm. I liked how he was directing the characters to behave, especially Sam Neill. Like mm-hmm. you get the idea that every time a movie comes out, the man and the woman always end up together and they're on the same page and lovey dovey. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't want kids. Yeah. I hate kids. Mm-hmm. And she's like, No, you'll like them. And he's like, No, I won't. Like seriously. Like, like at the beginning, he tears that one kid a new, uh, new asshole. Yeah, which was fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. You know, there was a theory going around for a while that that kid was the, um, that kid was the character in Jurassic World, the Owen character. Oh, <laughs> supposedly like that was that was a long theory it, going around. I could kind of see it. Yeah, it, it makes sense, but like, and like, eventually it was just like, no, nah, like this is a brand new character. Yeah. Um, I really liked what he did with like the. They weren't Jeeps, were they? Maybe they the were. The vehicles? Yeah. Yeah, they were Jeeps, yeah. I really like what he did with them. Like how he directed mm. those scenes where, like, they were traveling and then they were, like, stuck in the the Jeeps and then mm. they got out and, like... Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of, of of theme parks where, like, they put you in a vehicle, you're stuck on this track and whatever, but, like, eventually... Uh, when the suspense picks up, like they take the jeeps are no longer no longer on the tracks, and they're like perfectly in sync with like the level of intensity that does happen. Like for example, when the T Rex is chasing um, Michael, uh, what's Michael Dern, <laughs> Laura Dern, and, <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum's character, like through the through like the jungle <laughs> part, I I thought that part was actually pretty. Um, I did pretty get good. a sense mm. of like. I'm sure, and I've never been to Universal Studios mm-hmm. or the fucking park. Mm-hmm. I get a sense that that was probably a ride there. Yes, that is. I don't. I think it's still there. Really? I think it's. I I might have heard that they've actually um, repurposed it. Repurposed it, or like they got rid of the ride. Womp womp. I'll never see it. Uh, let me see. It's a ride, park ride. But it definitely felt like a, a park. I mean, like a ride from a park. Like, um, like the Indiana Jones ride at the fucking, at Disney. Uh, yeah, it's still there. Oh. It is still, 
Yeah, Jurassic World, the ride, California theme parks, prepare yourself. Yeah, it seems to be all still there. Oh, they call it Jurassic World. Yeah, they call it Jurassic World, the ride. It's a Jurassic Park, the ride. Okay. Hmm, whatever. I'll never get on that. Why? I saw a video of like what happens. Like at what point, like a T Rex drops down and it's like right close to your face and shit like mm-hmm. that. I don't like shit like that. I don't like large animatronics. Like, if I was in the world of Tammy and the T-Rex, I would shit my pants. Really? <laughs> Seeing the big animatronic <laughs> T-Rex. Fuck this. Um, so, uh, if, if, if you heard what I said earlier doing our Jurassic World Dominion uh, review, revisiting this movie, I actually learned to appreciate. I'm still not a huge fan of it. Like, some of the CGI just does not hold up um uh particularly like in the daylight scenes where they show like the long neck dinosaurs or whatever mm-hmm. i don't know what they're called the herbivores or the herbivores but the brachiosaurus what that's what called brachiosaurus mm-hmm. um some of those scenes like just don't don't hold up because it's obviously cgi however the t-rex attack at night mm-hmm. to me still looks spectacular um, especially like when it's when it's the when it's the actual animatronic one, mm. it looks fucking great. There are times where you see the CGI kick in and it looks kind of poor, but it's I think within especially of that time I think it still works. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. Um, one of the things that I found slightly amusing was that in my mind, mm. those two kids were his kids were um, Grant Schoolers? were Grant's kids. Oh, okay, I gotcha. So, like, when I watched it, my, my mind was kind of, like, mini-blown. Oh, really? That they weren't his kids, and he had to, like, he was just, like, naturally, like, getting close to them because he felt like he should protect them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I was like, oh, fuck, like, this whole time since I was little, mm-hmm. since I was five, I thought that those were his kids. Uh, so th- yeah, almost I, thirty years. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, like I, I remember thinking when I was little, like, oh, those kids must have been like related to Alan Grant's character. Yeah, some like maybe like a uh, nephew and niece or something like that. But no, not all. <laughs> um, I completely forgot about this. But the kid, the guy, uh, the actor Joseph uh, Mazzello, who played one of the kids, the boy, mm-hmm. he's in one of my favorite movies of all time. Which one? The Social Network. Really? He plays one of the one of the uh, founding members of Facebook. Oh. He's also in fucking Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at his IMDb page and then I'm thinking, does he still act? Like, what's going on? Yeah, he's been a bunch of stuff uh, as recently as like something he has called Unexpected in post production. Um, I think from from my understanding. Uh, the actress uh, Ariana Richards, I believe she's not in anything. I think she stopped acting at that early age. Um, also, I think what? Oh, oh yeah, she was Mindy in Tremors. Holy shit! Okay, she stopped acting in 2013. I remember. Yeah, she plays the. the so she did act for a while. Yeah, she did act for a while. She showed up in Lost World, Jurassic Park. As I don't remember her in that at all. She was in Boy Meets World. She didn't. She had, let me see. Oh, she had a lot of. I think one yeah. thing that lends to the fact she plays the kid in Tremors. Okay, sorry, you <laughs> got distracted. <laughs> one thing that lends to the fact uh, to the idea that I thought they were his kids was just how he reacted to the boy on the fence. 
Oh, when he got hurt? Yeah, like, to me, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was pretty realistic, how he was behaving about that kid. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, that must be his kid, because no one else gives a fuck about anybody <laughs> yeah. else's kids. Um, <laughs> what what I'll, I, you know, after revisiting this, revisiting this movie, one one of the things I also think really works is the, the chasing between the two kids and the uh, raptors. Uh-huh. Um, that, that kitchen, that kitchen scene, uh-huh. where they, they, they try to get away from it. Not, like I said, the CGI kind of like doesn't really hold up, but the suspense is still there. The intensity of the scene is still there as they're trying to like get away from these creatures and shit like that. Yeah, I, I like that too. I, the, the whole movie to me mm. is really good with the suspense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which cat was that, Patches? Patches just randomly licked my leg, so and I didn't feel his nose or anything. It just felt like... Raspy tongue. Yeah. So I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And then it was, it was patches. It's a big boy. Um, It's a big boy. The whole movie does a really great job of Mm. like suspense and like how you would react to something like this in the real world. Like, there's nothing cheap or cheesy about it. Yeah. Except for you know Jeff Goldblum, (laughs) his fucking shirt. Oh, but you gotta love it though. Iconic fucking shot of him with his shirt out. I don't hate it. (laughs) Uh, I think one of the things that made this movie work um, that a lot of the other Jurassic Park movies seem to be have like ignored is like it is honestly it's still a personal story. Like despite it being like a grand film, it it's a personal story because it gets into the idea of like. People trying to survive. What would happen to like a number of people if dinosaurs were in existence? Um, and also the whole thing about like the whole moral compass, the whole moral uh, underlining message of like cloning and genetics and stuff like that. And like this is 1993. This is like a family film, but like it gets kind of dark at certain times of like, oh shit, if we like really fuck with Mother Nature, this is going to happen to us. Yeah. Um. So, Steven Spielberg directed this movie. What would you have thought if James Cameron directed this movie? It would have been too much. So, James Cameron has stated that he wanted to make this movie, but the rights were bought a few hours before he could bid. Uh, Upon seeing the movie, Cameron realized that Spielberg was the better choice to direct direct it, as his version would have been more, much more violent. He's aliens with dinosaurs, aliens 1986 with dinosaurs, which uh, wouldn't have been fair to children who relate to dinosaurs. The visual effects were directly influenced by Cameron's Terminator 2 uh, Judgment Day. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I think, I think if, like, don't get me wrong, like, James Cameron, he's like a great director. I I can't think of a single movie he's done that I didn't, like, love, you know? Even Avatar. (laughs) All right, let me take that back. Let me walk yeah. that back. You forgot about that let one. Me, I know, right? Let me walk like, that oh, back. Let me walk that back. Okay. Because <laughs> instantly I was like, I was like, oh, this is really yeah, good. Like, like, yeah, even like, just like Titanic was. Let me walk that back. <laughs> let me walk that back. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's try it again. Take two. Action. All right, cool. So James Cameron, right? Joyous work. He's an amazing visual director. That. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I can see why you don't like the Titanic. Because you don't like the notebook. And I feel like it had a lot of like similar like push and pull of like. I think the notebook is a way worse film than Titanic. Really? I could tell you, despite Titanic being like an almost three hour long movie, I would rather rewatch that than notebook. Because notebook is cheesy as fuck. 
and the story is like dumb as shit but titanic it's like almost like a, a love story between two classes of people who are at like a point in their life where like they're in like a serious crossroad and it just so happens that they're on the fucking titanic well and i like the grand scale of you could see the boat and like oh, yeah yeah all of that to me was really great but i'm just saying i agree with you on avatar yeah <laughs> I, I don't agree with you about the titanic <laughs> but however excuse me however very curious to see what happens with that the second avatar movie only because of the visual age and the reason why I'll, i'm giving it a pass is because james cameron knows how to do visual storytelling like to this day terminator 2 still holds up with like the special effects mm-hmm. to this day, even like his not so uh, effects not heavy. Not the third one. That that wasn't his movie. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, he's only done one and two. Even like with like one, one is like that's good. Two, better, right? Uh-huh. It, even with um, it, I mean, depending on your 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 taste, you can either say you like Alien or you like Aliens. I, I'm more of a fan of Aliens. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> you like Alien Three, <laughs> even though David Fincher's like fuck that movie. <laughs> Uh, but like like his like James Cameron's <laughs> other film like True Lies True Lies is a phenomenal Arnold Schwarzenegger film right great action slash comedy film right you know for all whatever bullshit Avatar is you gotta admit like he, well, obviously you had to be there to like watch it in 3D with the special effects and everything like that it looks amazing so I'm still curious to see what he's gonna do with Avatar two and if he's gonna at least work on that fucking script <laughs> um. Fuck, where are we going? We're going over this. This fucking tangent we went on. Um, so, yeah. So, back to Jurassic Park. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> what? For some reason, I thought Josh Duhamel played in it in Avatar. No, that's... Sam uh, Worthington. Sam Worthington, yeah. Because I was like... And I don't like Josh Duhamel, but I'm like the only person I who's of that uh-huh. like aesthetic that I don't like more than I don't like Josh Duhamel is... Mm. Channing Tatum. Yeah, Sam, and so Sam Worthington. I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck that is. Yeah, like, hold on. Let me, now he's looking old. Let me find. So if you think about it, if you put, you can actually put Josh Duhamel and Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant kind of looks similar, and if you put them in a group, you can get Sam Worthington, Josh Duhamel, uh, Timothy Oliphant, Channing Tatum, and. Uh, What's his name? John Carter of Mars. Um, let me find the actor. John Carter of Mars, actor, Taylor Kitsch. They all kind of look the same. Yeah. That's like if you if you mix Chris Hemsworth and uh, Chris... Um, Which one? Captain America. Oh, Chris Evans? Yeah, you get Chris Pine. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Um, so, okay, so <laughs> Jurassic Park... <laughs> Hey, we're kind of talking about, you know, gene splicing here. <laughs> kind of came full circle, you know? Came full circle. Came full circle. Um, so, I mean, all, <laughs> like, so, so, Kelsey, um, all in all, do you think, oh, um, you, you want to make a comment about the writing? I think the, I think the writing, I think the writing's fine. I don't think it's like spectacular. I think I think it's serviceable. Yeah, well, I like the writing. They mm. they put a few uh, 
bits and pieces to fill in the holes where they felt it necessary without going overboard. And mm-hmm. the rest of the film felt realistic mm. with the writing. Yeah, yeah. So I, none of, like, I only got taken out of it when they were like, this is science. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm that's like, actually true. Yeah. Um, okay, so with that, you know, all in all, Kelsey, do you think this movie still holds up? Yes. Um, so myself, after rewatching it and going through it, especially more open-minded to this movie, I, 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 I do think the movie still holds up. Certain parts still holds up, like the T-Rex stuff. Mm. I think it still holds up. Um, actually, you know what? Have you seen the video of uh, somebody took that scene from Jurassic Park where the T-Rex was chasing the Jeep and they replaced it with Pee Wee Herman? No, I didn't see oh, that. I'll show you that video later. <laughs> it's so stupid. You know, one thing we didn't bring up was the woke comments. For Jurassic World? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. How is that movie even woke? I think it's because they're like, oh, it's about like preservation and like, you know, like conservation and... You know, trying to save animals and, like, animals' rights. That's and, like, nothing new. And that's what I was saying. It's not woke. It's just y'all are using woke like you use fucking cancel. Yeah, seriously. Um, so, Kelsey, wh- why do you think this movie still holds up? Um, I think it still holds up because the writing is, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the CGI is not great, it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah. Um, the suspense is real. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just a classic. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with you. With that, um, all right. So, anything else? No. All right. So that's going to be our show for this week. We would like to thank uh, everybody for joining us for this show. Uh, we especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Uh, you can find all your film news, TV news, and uh, reviews on your at yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, you can find this podcast on all podcast catchers. Um, so we have, an ep- we have an episode coming up next week. Uh, our next episode, are, we will do a recent review of Pixar's Lightyear. Uh, which is out in theaters Friday, June 17th. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that movie. I'm really curious about that movie because it's essentially, it's like, it's, it's a, it's the quote unquote true story of a character that got turned into a, that story turned into a toy that's in Toy Story. Yeah. Which I'm like, all right, I want to see what they're going to do with that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, with that, our geriatric cinematic will be... Fuck, I gotta get the year. What's the year? Shit! Oh, you didn't put the year? <laughs> I didn't put the year. Oh, because there's, there's multiple versions of this movie. Uh, we are going to do... Oh, 1980s Flash Gordon. Um, oh, there's a 1938 version? Yeah, yeah, Flash Gordon is very, very old. 1936? What? Mm-hmm. There's a modern uh, TV show that came out in 2007. Lasted about one season. There's a film that came out in 2012 called Flash Gordon Ted. What? All right. Well, whatever. So, yeah. Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> what? I know. And Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis. Wait, wait. What? Oh, no. That's, 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 for, that's for Ted. That's, that's I know, but why does it of- say Flash Gordon Ted? I don't know the the character. They th- that's a, that's a that's a 
uh, story device within the sh- within the movie. Oh, Flash Whatever. Gordon Ted. Why what? did it come up like that? Because when I clicked on it, then it just said Ted. Huh. Well, the the actor is in the movie as as himself as the as uh, the character as the actor. Oh, it's weird. Okay. Anyway. 19- Thanks, Google, for fucking us up. <laughs> I know, right? So, 1980s uh, Flash Gordon is the movie we're going to do for a geriatric cinematic. Uh, that is available to rent on Amazon, or <clears throat> it's available for purchase on YouTube TV, Apple TV, or, you know, just head to, you know, Torrance, California, and get your free <laughs> copy there. <laughs> uh, the terpic of that episode will be... Origins in space. You know, we've done over 150 episodes and finally I used the modulator. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you also kind of caught whatever you were saying before. Shh. But whatever. If you don't mention it, it doesn't exist. Ah. It doesn't exist. Hi. <laughs> I think I'm going to keep that up (laughs) for a while.